Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here as always with Wags. It doesn't always get to, to this point in a season, and yet here we are. Second round of the playoffs. Playoff football. Lambeau Field. It doesn't get any better than this. Wags, how are you feeling tonight? I am super excited, and I can just—I'm getting pumped up just listening to you, man. Uh, so <laughs> I appreciate you bringing the enthusiasm. Yep, Saturday uh, afternoon, uh, we're going to be uh, getting some playoff football back in Lambeau Field. We're going to have fans. Uh, it's going to be great. I have off work tomorrow, so I have nothing to do but think about Packers. <laughs> I am so excited. I'm officially in Packer football mode right now. I know the week's not over. But it starts right now. Amazing. Amazing. I, I mean, we're going to have eight, 9,000 folks in the stands at Lambeau, which is the most we've had all season long. Um, Wags, as we're recording this on Thursday uh, in South Central Wisconsin, where I live, it is snowing. It is Packer football weather. I think that the players are hyped up for this game. I, I don't expect this team to come out flat. Uh, in fact, judging by the photos from the, the week so far, it looks like they're actually pretty darn loose. Rodgers was uh, goofing around with the camera quite a bit. Uh, it's an exciting time, and, and I'll tell you what, I'll just come out and say it. This feels a little bit different than some of the past playoff games. I think we're going into the playoffs on a stride right now, and I don't want to jinx us, but I really like the makeup of this team. I think in year two under Coach LaFleur, they trust each other, and I think that we're at a place where we can do something right now, uh, but it all starts on Saturday. We have to go and take care of business. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, thankfully the Packers, it looks like, are mostly pretty healthy uh, as far as that, that, that story goes. We, we did look at, um, you know, certainly having that extra week off. Um, we have a little bit of news on that front. But as of right now, Kingsley Kiki uh, appears like he's the only one that's that's uh, doubtful to go. And no one else is even listed as questionable on the um, injury report as of Thursday afternoon as we're recording this. So um, as healthy as you can reasonably expect the team to be headed into this matchup, now, I know a lot of storylines were about the Rams and their health. Uh, it looks like most of their key guys are going to be ready to go as well. Uh, how healthy they are is another matter. Uh, but let's just go ahead and assume that, for the most part, injuries are not going to play too much of a factor in this game. No, I mean, Aaron Donald's going to go. Uh, Cup is going to go, uh, one of the best slot receivers in the game. And, um, you know, it, we, we learned today it is going to indeed be Jared Goff at quarterback. Matt LaFleur said, yeah, we've been practicing assuming he's going to be the quarterback all week. This doesn't change anything. Uh, but it's still noteworthy to know that. Goff, um, coming off of this thumb surgery, I thought at times looked pretty good in, in last week's playoff matchup. 
uh, has had some struggles in cold weather. I did see Wags. Here's my insight of the week. I was scoping out practice of the Rams, and Jared Goff was practicing in gloves. So I'm expecting him to wear gloves at Lambeau Field on Saturday. And if that doesn't disqualify you from playing, I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we'll see if the offensive linemen for the Rams are, are in sleeves. Uh, that, that'll be a real, real telling story. But, um, yeah, why don't we just segue right into the Rams offense against this Packers defense then? So yeah. We don't really have a lot on the um, injury front. Uh, we can just go right into that. And so you mentioned Jared Goff. Will he be a little bit compromised? Perhaps. Uh, honestly, he's not someone that I'm real scared of in normal circumstances. Um, he could have a fully healthy thumb for all I'm concerned. And I just don't think he's the guy that uh, is going to be a significant difference maker. That's not to say that the Packers uh, – should disrespect Jared Goff or uh, assume that he's not going to be able to make some throws. Uh, but to me, it's more scheme related and the weapons that he has around him uh, that we really need to be focused on. Uh, and uh, that's, that's where we're going to have to uh, key in. Uh, the touchdowns that Goff had against Seattle, uh, it, the guys were wide open. Yeah. So, you know, you and I could have completed some of those passes, Dane. And, that's, and trust me, uh, that's not a compliment. So, listen, Jared Goff is a certainly uh, uh, talented at times. He's had some highs and he's had some lows. Uh, seems like he's uh, maybe not playing uh, fully competent this season and uh, when he had the injury on top of it. Uh, but I, I just don't see the injury as the main factor. To me, mm-hmm. we're talking about a guy that just hasn't been playing at a, at a real high level, uh, injury or no injury. So, uh, when you look at that position, Dane, what do you think the Packers need to do to try to keep Jared Goff uh, in that inconsistent state and uh, not allow him to get in any type of rhythm in this uh, matchup? Yeah, I mean, it, it really goes to the running backs. I thought Malcolm Brown uh, had a nice season for them, but really who's come on strong lately is Cam Akers, uh, the rookie running back. Holy smokes, that young man can play ball. Uh, he, he, he's a good between-the-tackle running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, he's not girly. Uh, from a few seasons ago, yet, but he is one of those guys that you, you watch on tape and you go, this guy can can make a difference. And as we know, as Packer fans, um, we've had struggles against the run at times, although the last couple of weeks we seem to have found some magic juice, and, and I think that the segue there goes to Snacks Harrison. Snacks last week, Wags, our, our pickup, you know, former All-Pro, we were able to add after Seattle got rid of him. Uh, on the defensive line, didn't play a lot of snaps, but the snaps that he played for us uh, along the line were impact snaps. Uh, so if he can play at a high level, we can get him mixed in, know the uh, the playbook a little more. That extra week off, I think, was uh, remarkably helpful now for him. Um, he and Kenny Clark on the field at the same time could be just what the doctor ordered to find some consistency in stopping the run uh, for this stretch run. So, Wags, I think if we're able to stop the run game or at least minimize the run game as much as we can against this Los Angeles team, 
it really is going to put the onus on Jared Goff to throw the ball. And while the Rams do have some very talented wide receivers, we mentioned Cup. Uh, Woods is another one who can just go deep and, and make some plays. I, I do think that that's playing into the Packers' hands, particularly in cold weather, where, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jared Goff has not played very good football in games under 30 degrees. Uh, no. And you can make a lot of the weather. I, I We were talking offline yeah. that it's not like these guys that play for the Packers have played a lot of cold weather football either. That said, they're living in those conditions day to day. They've uh, had practices and they've had games. So they do have some experience with it. So it's not a non-factor. I don't think it's quite as big of a factor as some people like to make it. But it might be in the Rams head a little bit. Um, I, we've heard uh, from, from some sources that uh, they were looking around shopping for some heated socks. I don't know if that's, that's really true or not, but uh, our buddy uh, works for a sporting goods organization, and uh, I certainly trust that he would be giving good information. So, Dane, uh, they might be a little bit concerned about uh, not being used to playing in those types of conditions. Uh, the footing can be a factor. So when you talk about the run game and a guy like Cam Akers, uh, perhaps he's not quite as fast on that frozen tundra as he would be uh, indoors or in a climate-controlled or uh, a warmer condition where the grass could be cut a little bit shorter um, and they're not having to slog around in those thick, long cleats. Um, so uh, that said, it goes both ways. The defensive guys have to keep their feet, too, um, and uh, uh, play those holes. So um, what I'm really excited about, though, when it comes to the uh, opposing run game is I, I don't know if it's a mirage, but, boy, uh, what the Packers' defense has done against the run the last month plus has yeah. been really impressive. Uh, I think the Tennessee game was kind of a prove-it type matchup and that's just one game, but when you consider the other games that they went against, maybe not quite as strong a rushing attacks, uh, the, the Packers have really done a tremendous job uh, of playing against a run. You, you named uh, the guys up front as a big key to that, but I think our inside linebacker group uh, has really been playing some of their best football this season. Chris Barnes and, and honestly, Kirksey, it looks like, perhaps, uh, he's fighting to get back out there because uh, he's been playing his best football as a Packer the last couple of weeks as well. So um, I, I'm really excited by what they've been able to do, um, just unleash those guys, and partly because of the confidence that they have in their secondary group uh, and the high level of play we're getting on the back end. So this defense, uh, kind of quietly, keeping opposing teams under 20 points um, and really just getting the job done might be a little bit underrated, uh, a little hidden secret. So we'll see this week. Uh, this is not a Rams offense that should scare anyone. Uh, I know they put up 30 against Seattle, but uh, it, it, again, as long as they're um, schematically uh, and fundamentally sound and in the right spot on the field, I think that this Rams team could really struggle. I, 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 uh, so you're absolutely right. Key, I think, to uh, taking Jared Goff out of the game is to actually make him throw more. <laughs> so um, if they can take the run game – out of play to a certain extent, and the Packers are playing uh, ahead, uh, and they're forcing Jared Goff to have to catch up, I think that's playing right into their hands. Yeah, I, I would agree. And you mentioned Kirksey. It's like they unleashed some uh, something out of him when they moved him to that will spot. Uh, you know, uh, 
Chris Barnes, as you mentioned, I mean, he's taken over play calling duties from this defense. As an undrafted free agent, that's just incredible. Uh, and he's taken that over, and they've moved over Kirksey to that will spot. He just looks more fluid there. He looks like he's more natural. I mean, he's gotten the interception. He's had some pass breakups. It looks like he's just playing faster, I guess, for a lack of a better term there. And you mentioned the defensive backs. Uh, the matchup that I'm watching that I think could really determine this game is um, Cup versus Shandon Sullivan in the slot wings. Um, those two guys uh, are going to be matched up, I think, quite a bit on uh, Saturday. And um, Cup has made a heck of a living. Uh, he's a little banged up right now. Uh, can Shannon Sullivan get in his face? Can he uh, bump him off routes? Can he, um, you know, just make him uh, a step late uh, on some throws? If he's able to do that, I really like our chances because um, – that, that kind of seems to be one of Goff's security blankets, is that, uh, is that slot position there. So I'm going to be watching that, and then I'm also going to be watching that dime linebacker spot. Uh, I, you know, Will Redmond has been playing that, that slot, and I think he's been playing pretty well there uh, when healthy the last few weeks. The Packers, as you know, and as our listeners I'm guessing know, they like to go defensive back heavy. I expect us to do that again this week. Um, and, and really try to take away the run with our front four or five guys. And if we're able to do that, uh, I really like our chances. And I'm going to be watching Kenny Clark. Snack Harrison, it's not about the tackles. It's not about the, the stats with him. What it's about is if he can eat up blockers like he did in Week 17 against Chicago Bears, it's going to allow Kenny Clark to get after the quarterback more. It's going to allow him to shoot the gaps. It's going to make a, a new dynamic to this Packers defense. And what's so exciting about that, Wags, is teams this late in the season, generally you can go back to the playbooks from you know the past 10 weeks, 15 weeks, and go, this is traditionally what they do. Sax Harrison brings a new wrinkle to this defense where now all of a sudden teams are only looking at the last week or two and at what Kenny Clark is doing because he adds that extra element. And I love that. It's another tool in Coach Petton's toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know who the announcers are for this game, but um, can't you just picture them talking in the third quarter? Well, I, I know we talk about how good Aaron Donald is, but I'll tell you what, folks. This Kenny Clark is really a, could be an emerging star at the defensive line. Uh, yeah, I guarantee you, Kenny Clark is extremely motivated yeah. to go out there and prove that he belongs. Uh, maybe, you know, he's not at Aaron Donald's level right now. Certainly, I'm not going to make that case. Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive linemen to ever play this game. But Kenny Clark, I am sure, wants to go out there and send a message and prove that he belongs in the discussion as one of the top defensive linemen in the league. Uh, he's being paid like one, uh, and I think it's time for national audience to learn a little bit more about why the Packers invested in Kenny Clark, and I'm sure he's going to be very motivated to go out there and prove it. So I think that's a really good call-out for a key in this game, Dane. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about Robert Woods on the outside. Is that a guy that you could see, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jair just following around a little bit? I know – we don't really necessarily do that, but uh, it seems to me like Jair has just been locking guys down um, mm -hmm. in, in his matchups. So if if potentially uh, we can just say, hey, Jair, just go lock down Robert Woods, uh, that could be a, a real benefit to the Packers. Um, so is that something you could see them doing a little bit this week is let Jair just 
shadow uh, Robert Woods wherever he lines up on the field? You know, that's a good question. I, I, I've got to think that they're going to start out with um, just play the man in front of you. Uh, but if Woods starts to give off a little bit of fits, that could maybe uh, adjust pretty quickly. But uh, I know as, as difficult of a season at times Kevin King has had, I thought he had a nice week last week. And uh, I think the coaching staff still has um, quite a bit of belief in him. So it's going to be interesting to see Wags because they've got Reynolds out there. They've got Woods. You know, they do have guys that can run and that can make plays. But uh, that's the thing about this Packers defense that's coming on. The, the safeties have been playing at such a high level uh, that they're able to take away some routes from some of these wide receivers too. Uh, it's not, I mean, as, as great as Jair Alexander has been, and don't get me wrong, he has been. Uh, I mean, Adrian Amos, I think, got a couple votes for an All-Pro as well. I mean, he's been playing at such a high level uh, after the first couple weeks too. So I, I'm, I don't know, I guess, to answer your question directly, uh, but I like our matchups against these receivers. I guess they don't scare me as much as some other receivers on other teams right now, especially because, and maybe not because of their talent uh, or lack thereof, because I think they're a very talented bunch, but I just think that our defensive backs are playing at such a high level, and coupling that with Jared Goff's um, inaccuracies at times, I like uh, that, and I think that this plays into our hands pretty well. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, I guess the other thing to kind of look at is if you're the Rams, how are you going to try to attack this Packers defense? Sean yeah. McVay, I think rightly so, is credited with being a, a really good coach in this league and uh, obviously very creative offensive mind. Um, he and, and um, he and uh, Coach LaFleur know each other very well, obviously. Um, so they have an opportunity to try to attack this Packers defense so if you're Coach McVay uh, and that Rams offensive staff, uh, what are you looking to try to do maybe from a, um, you know, attacking standpoint, but also maybe just from a game flow standpoint? Yeah. Um, what, what are they going to try to do to um, keep the Packers off balance and perhaps have some success offensively and uh, by extension keeping the Packers offense off the field? Well, and tell me your thoughts too on this, please, but – I think you look no further than the Bears game, Week 17. Uh, I think that this offense is a little more talented than the Bears offense, uh, but same kind of quarterback vibe as far as I'm concerned. Uh, better receivers, uh, running backs that are probably comparable. Uh, maybe Akers a little more talented, has more upside long-term. Um, but, you know, short passes, that's something that uh, Trubisky was able to do against the Packers early on and was able, you know, you're not trying to hit home runs every time, and, and then uh, control the clock, run the ball. Now, it's easier said than done, uh, but, you know, they've got a good left tackle. Uh, he's 39 years old. I don't know how that, that dude can still play at such a high level. Um, you know, they've got Halverstein on the right side. He's going to have his hands full against Darius Smith. Uh, but if I am Coach McVay, I go in there uh, trying to um, do what he does, right, which is uh, disguise looks, uh, different looks, pretty straightforward football, but with a lot of different looks, and then dink and dunk and try to run the ball. And if you can start to establish a run game, that's when Jared Goff would be able to maybe take a shot here or there. Um, what, what do you think? I mean, do you see that differently? Or, or, or how, how do you see this Rams team looking at a, a Packer defense, especially as you said, they're heating up at the right time, this Packers defense? Yeah, and quite honestly, by contrast, on the other side, how the Packers able to attack, Yeah, I just don't see how the Rams are able to throw the ball downfield. 
Um, I'm not sure Garrett, Jared Goff has the ability to do that right now. He didn't show it in the Seahawks game. And if I'm the Packers, well, you don't want to, you know, certainly get take the, ch- the chance of getting beat deep. I have a lot of faith in our secondary right now, and I think you almost have to take the chance that Jared Goff isn't going to, A, be able to complete that pass, even when he has a guy open, um, and B, that if they do, maybe you just tip the cap. It's 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 a little bit of a risk, but to me, um, I'm going to try to come up and um, force the issue a little bit and mm-hmm. attack and be aggressive. And let's see if the Rams are, are capable of even um, th- beating you deep, uh, given the limitations that Goff has, both from an accuracy standpoint and, quite honestly, uh, from an injured hand standpoint. We don't know yeah. if he's able to make those throws. Um, so if he's a little bit um, gimpy or inaccurate, uh, I, I think Packers definitely need to take advantage of that. Uh, so that could limit what the Rams are able to do. and that, That's not going to give them their full playbook. The play action is another big Wait, piece of this. Yeah. Do, do you see Savage uh, sticking closer to the line of scrimmage, uh, much like he's been doing the last few weeks? Because he's been – he, I, I feel like they've really unlocked something special in him. He plays well closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's much more active there. Do you expect uh, more of that to continue then uh, as a result of Goff and, I and do. his success? I do, and that's what it kind of leads into that play-action discussion because he can really help with some of those crossing routes as well. Um, if he's closer to the line of scrimmage, he's almost a, a linebacker, if you will. Not obviously technically, but um, that's that can give – that linebacker group a lot of support uh, so they're not having to cover nearly as much ground. Communication's the biggest key in that situation so that they know who's responsible for which quadrant of the field, they're handing guys off, etc. cetera. Uh, but the way that Savage has been playing, I have every bit of confidence that he can recover and he can, um, you know, get the job done. So I say let him loose uh, and let's see what uh, the Rams are able to do um, uh, in response on what they have to do to adjust a little bit. I like the Rams having to adjust to what the Packers defense is doing and not the yeah. other way around. So if we're able to do to force their hand a little bit from that perspective, um, that could uh, really be tilting the advantage in our favor. Yeah, no, and it's just, uh, I think that this team is on, the defense is on the cusp, and I hope I'm right, man. Uh, I think that they're on the cusp of something here. They're, they just seem to be picking up steam. I think you're right. That, that game against Derrick Henry was one of those that was something that was so needed for this defense. I mean, talk about a confidence boost, right? I thought the scheme was really good by Patton. I thought that the players felt emboldened to make plays. And if they can keep playing downhill, the Rams, uh, to your point, are going to have a heck of a time competing with a, a Packers defense that just seems like they've flipped on another gear the last four or five weeks. Yeah, and I think the um, defense itself has really felt like they are unlocked a little bit more. Um, they're, they're able to be just a little bit more aggressive. It's it, and maybe it's maybe it's just a talking point. I don't know, but it certainly feels that way. Um, from what I've seen, it, it, it's led to results. So you've got to be happy with that either way. So um, I, I do feel really confident in this matchup. Uh, this Rams 
coaching staff is, is very talented and, and they've got some really good players on the offensive side of the ball. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I think the Packers have a, a real advantage here. And I don't think this Rams offense is at full strength uh, in terms of what they normally would like to be able to do. So uh, this might be a week where the Packers defense can flex its muscles uh, yet again. So, Dane, let's uh, unless you have anything else, let's shift over to the offensive side of the ball. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the Packers offense against this Rams defense. Um, this is where things get really interesting to me. So <laughs> this is a very, very good defense, and that's been something that's given the Packers problems for obvious reasons. Uh, when you face a really good defense, it can just throw you off of what you're trying to do. And so a couple of times we've seen that this year where the Packers offense, as good as they've been, they seem to get a little bit off kilter. And for some reason, they have a hard time getting back on track. Yes. So if you're the Rams, you're going to try to disrupt this Packers offensive rhythm and hope that the Packers uh, just perhaps are not able to establish or get back on track. Um, easier said than done, but when you're looking at some of the key matchups, um, Dane, what, what do you see uh, in terms of uh, the Rams against this Packers offense and then vice versa, what the Packers might have uh, in some advantages for their matchups? Yeah, I think it it starts up front. We already mentioned him, but Aaron Donald is – best defensive lineman in football, right? So that's going to be on absolute load uh, in the middle. Um, I think that um, we didn't mention it, but Jared Valdir, we signed him, and now he's on the COVID list. And uh, while we don't have injuries right now, we're, I think, all eagerly uh, watching, you know, for any news, making sure nobody, you know, was in close proximity with Jared, um, because that would be catastrophic, particularly along, you know, our offensive line. Um you know, I think that um, the good news is Corey Lindsley was playing at an all-pro level this season. And I think that we're going to see Corey Lindsley and um, Alton Jenkins and uh, and likely uh, Lucas Patrick uh, there uh, in, in, the, in the inside, um, you know, going into this week. And I think it's going to be a fight, Legs. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, these are two heavyweights right now. The, the Packers offense, this Rams defense, it's, it doesn't get much better, I think, for, for TV and for fans of the game to watch these two go at it. Um, but I do think that the Packers, it's not like we're sitting here talking about a weak point on the Packers' offensive line. We're talking about Corey Lindsley um, playing at such a high level against, you know, defensive line that's playing at a high level. So that's the matchup that I am watching um, from the start because whoever controls the line of bridge wins this game. And I think that the Rams – very similar to the Packers. They like to play two deep safety. Now, the Packers have deviated from that in recent weeks to great success. The Rams, they're going to do similar to really what Coach LaFleur's style teams do, which is they want to play um, smaller ball. They don't want to play big ball, meaning that, you know, they're going to invite the team to run the ball, and then they're going to hope Aaron Donald, uh, Floyd, and others along that deep box, uh, others along that defensive line are going to be able to um, beat their man, mano a mano, uh, you know, and then the defensive backs can come and clean it up as needed. If the Packers can establish the run against this Rams team, and I, I know that that's, you know, you could say that every week, but this week in particular, if we are able to establish the run and the Rams have to bring up a defensive back into the box and allows for Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers, 
I know that the Rams are the number one defense, and I know that they've got one of the best corners in football, and I know that they come in with a lot of fanfare. But if Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, a collection of the three can get going, the Rams are in for a long day because Aaron Rodgers um, is playing at such a high level, an MVP level right now, that I trust that he's going to be able to find the open man. Uh, but it really does come down, and it starts with our offensive line imposing their will on the defensive line of a very talented Rams team. Um, Wegs, do you see, uh, you know, mention Aaron Donald. That's an easy one. Um, do you see a matchup in particular that you are looking at uh, from this Rams that, that makes you just want to, like, you know, zoom in and watch every snap? Well, uh, Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams is yeah. going to be really interesting. So this this is a, 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 not an insignificant matchup. I, I tend to think, I've been saying for weeks and weeks now, that Devontae Adams is essentially uncoverable. So we'll find out uh, because this is uh, a potentially Jalen Ramsey's one of, if not one of the, t- the top three corners, I think, uh, inarguably in the NFL. And so this is going to be our chance to prove this theory, at least in a one-game situation or scenario. Um, I do think that it's going to be a situation where uh, Jalen Ramsey is probably going to win win that matchup occasionally, but I, I certainly expect Devontae uh, to get his. Um, that said, uh, we're going to need some other guys to step up this week. I, I, even if Devontae, you know, is productive, I expect him to be. Um, he may not have quite as many opportunities, um, as quite as many targets as he normally does. Uh, let's just assume that that could be a possibility. Um, so we're going to need some of our other guys, Alan Lazard. Uh, MVS, uh, those guys are going to need to step up. Um, MVS, we need an on MVS this week because um, if he's able to take the top off of this Rams defense, even just one time, that's uh, that's going to make such a big difference. Um, uh, when you get a top defense like this, they just like to overwhelm and continue to move downhill, kind of like what happened in, the, in that Tampa Bay game. We yeah. talked about that going into that matchup. You can't let them shorten the field on you because they will just keep attacking, attacking, attacking. Uh, if you get um, in a lot of long down and distance situations and Devante is getting open occasionally but getting locked up on other plays, uh, now Aaron doesn't have a lot of time to look off of his main option uh, because Donald and Leonard Floyd are bearing down on him. Um, that can pose a lot of problems. So um, that's that's a, a an interesting matchup um, uh, between Devontae and Jalen Ramsey, um, uh, no doubt. So, Dane, speaking of trying to neutralize that Rams pass rush, I know you talked about the offensive line imposing their will in the run game. What are some things that we might be able to do uh, in the short passing game to offset um, or perhaps give some additional protection um, or some different looks uh, to the Rams defense? so that Aaron has some some quick options available to him uh, that can potentially move the ball forward and and, uh, get some stick-moving first down opportunities. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned Ramsey. Troy Hill on the other side's no slouch either. You know, that's the thing about this Rams team is uh, they've just got talent uh, across the board. Um, You're right, MVS, uh, we need an on-week, and quite frankly, we need an on-three-weeks. 
uh, is what we're going to need from MVS because uh, against great teams, you can't drop the ball. That's it. Like, you, you don't get second chances in this league very often unless your quarterback's named Aaron Rodgers, right? So um, I, I think that, you know, he's going to need to be on. We're going to need to be able to rely on him and trust him. Um, where I see, the Wags, a soft spot in this defense is they don't have world beaters at the inside linebacker position. Um, that's maybe a, a spot that they might struggle in a little bit. And I'm wondering if Coach LaFleur has a little something up his sleeve uh, with our running backs getting a little bit more involved in, in, in the receiving game, um, just based on this matchup alone. I just I don't see the Rams, uh, where I see them getting beat is kind of the middle of the field at times. And I'm wondering if Aaron Rodgers can have the patience and, and, and you know, work on the checkdowns and, and be willing to maybe find, you know, those six-yard games. Heck, six yards sounds great to me against a good defense. And then picking and choosing his spots, um, that's where I'm looking. And I'm also, I mean, all year people have scratched their head at the Jordan Love draft pick in the first round. The national media had a field day. And so far, it has not come back to haunt the Packers that they didn't take uh, another receiver uh, in the, early in the first round here. Rags, is this the week where it catches up to the Packers? I don't think it is. I think that there's enough weapons here uh, on this offense. I think the running backs are going to be heavily, heavily involved this week, and I think that we're going to be able to play our game uh, to our advantage to tilt the field enough, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to shoulder some of the load and, and find the receivers, and we're going to be able to do enough uh, to beat this team. But I am going to tell you, I do not think this is a cakewalk game. In fact, this team probably makes me more nervous than any other team in the playoffs. They've gone to a Super Bowl before. They've got a good coach. They've got a very great defense, and they have enough weapons on offense to win. So, Wags, I'm biting my nails. I'm not going to lie. This game, I think, is going to be very, very close. Sure. Um, and I think it's interesting you mentioned the running backs in the past game. They haven't been heavily utilized in the past no. game it's as much as you might expect they would be. So that would be a new wrinkle for sure if that's a, a heavier part of the game plan this week. What about Alan Lazard, Dean? Yeah. Uh, we spend a lot of time as Packer fans focusing on MVS and some of his struggles and drops. And um, certainly he's had a, a lot more highs and lows than perhaps any offensive player on the team this season. Mm-hmm. But Alan Lazard has been really quiet uh, since he's come back from injury. I know he's gotten a couple of touchdowns, but Dane, yeah. is this a week that perhaps he could get more involved because I, I, again, I really think we could use uh, some additional contributions. And he's kind of that steady guy that can give you the consistency. He hasn't had as many opportunities, but could this be the week where he is more um, involved and, and Aaron's looking his way a few more times? Hey, Wags, I'll take it. I hope so. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, he He's proven to be a pretty reliable target when Rodgers goes to him. I don't know if he's having trouble shaking free. Uh, I don't know if it's route running. You know, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm not sure, and I'm curious if you've seen anything as well, but um, I, I'm not sure what's going on with Allen, and you're right, MVS gets the spotlight, uh, but but we really need uh, another receiver, I think, to be a consistent contributor to, to the team, and, and my eyes do look towards Alan Lazard in that role. I feel like MVS might be kind of who he is, 
right? He might be a boomer bust kind of guy week in, week out. Um, I do look at Alan Lazard. He's a big body. He's a big target. It makes sense that he catches touchdowns, right? Because he can kind of um, bully guys around a little bit. But what I want to see him do a little bit more consistently is uh, move the chains on third down, uh, be a guy who can, you know, pick up a, a 12, 14-yard catch here and there. I'm not expecting 100-yard games from him at this point in the season. Uh, while it would be incredibly nice, <laughs> I'm not expecting it, uh, but it would be nice to get a 50-60 yard game out of him uh, with a couple chain movers, and, and I'm hoping that maybe that can be the case going into this year. Um, Wags, what about the tight end position? Big Bob Tunyon, uh, who, who wrote a great article for the Players, uh, for the Players Journal. Um, it looks like Sternberger's practicing. He was a healthy scratch last week. Obviously, Mercedes Lewis, Dominic Gaffney, um, you know, who's come on in recent weeks. Um, do you expect the Packers, uh, especially if we need to control the run, uh, do you expect us to go into some of that 12 formation early on with the two tight ends? Uh, how involved do you think they're going to be both in the run and the pass game this week? Yeah, I, that'll be interesting. Um, it also depends on how much they feel like they may need some extra blockers So, um, in both the run and the pass game. Uh, certainly they're going to be involved in that regard, but uh, uh, to what extent with two of them out there at a time, right. we shall see. Um, they've been getting the job done in the opportunities that they've had. Let's just put it that way. Uh, not a heavily targeted group in the past game uh, for the last month plus, but in the opportunities they've had, they've made them count. And so I think that's all that you can really hope for. Um, if they're doing that, then that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a positive. Um, mm-hmm. I do think they might be getting some additional snaps uh, to help uh, in protection. I think they'll also have some snaps uh, to help as, as uh, run blockers as well. Um, just uh, in a physical matchup, having some extra guys out there <laughs> that can block um, can can make a difference in some play and some situations. So I, I don't know if we'll see their numbers called a lot this week, um, but uh, you might see a touchdown or two uh, from this group uh, in the red zone, um, and uh, certainly uh, you'll take that any day of the week. I don't think Sternberger's going to suit up again this week. I'll just go out and say it. I think that they found somebody in Dominic Daphne that they really like. I think that he brings kind of that extra wrinkle. He's a pretty darn good blocker. Uh, he's a heck of a special teams presence. I mean, Last week, you know, catch a touchdown, turn around and, and lay the wood on a return man. Lafleur loved it uh, when, when asked about that. I think they found a guy there, and I, I don't expect the Packers to go four tight ends deep this week uh, on the active roster. I think it's going to be um, Tanyan, uh, Mercedes Lewis, and I think it's going to be Dominic Daphne as our third tight end. That's just my, uh, my prediction more than anything else for what it's worth. Yeah, you could be right. And I, I think the, you know, Sternberger, even before injury, uh, didn't prove uh, his play consistently. So I think he didn't do himself any favors in terms of getting out and having more opportunities on the field. So um, give, give kudos to Daphne uh, um, for, for earning extra opportunities. And I'm not going to bag on Sternberger, but unfortunately no. we talked about MVS having inconsistencies. Sternberger had inconsistencies without the upside. So um, unfortunately for him, he's going to have to, you know, um, get back in the good graces and, and earn some of those extra opportunities in order to get back out there on the field a little bit more. So um, I think you're absolutely right. Any other cues, game um, in this matchup, offense against this Rams defense? Um, I just think it's a possession game. Um, you know, I think that it's taking care of the football. 
and I think it's going to be – this feels like an Aaron Jones week to me quite a bit. Uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate as Packer fans. We can we have a bunch of superstars on our offense. We can say, well, it feels like a Devontae week. It feels like a Rodgers week. It feels, you know, it feels like an Aaron Jones week to me. Um, you know, he's – He's on, on board trying to get a new contract. Um, I don't know if that really matters this time of year at Lambeau Field. I think you get caught up in the moment probably of playoff football. Um, but I think that the Packers are going to be feeding off the energy uh, of, of the crowd, albeit a much smaller crowd. And I think that you know our offensive line is going to do enough, and I think Aaron Jones is going to turn the corner on a couple, and he's going to gut this Rams defense. And this Rams defense isn't used to that, right? And I think that that's where it gets interesting is we've talked about kind of the uh, – um, when when the Packers' uh, offense goes out of rhythm, sometimes it's difficult to get snapped back in. I think the same can probably be said for this Rams defense. And um, while they're active, they're also sometimes overly aggressive. And I look for Aaron Rodgers and company to take advantage of that. But if Aaron Jones gets going early and we can get the play action going and we can control the clock, I think that we're playing. The Rams are going to be playing right into our hands. I love it. Uh, beautiful special teams. <laughs> um, can we just? We, can we just say, you know, make extra points and don't fumble the football in return well, um, and uh, hopefully cover the field? I mean, I know it's uh, oversimplifying matters, but that's that's just about, uh, you know, covers all of our issues in terms of special teams. So um, I, I don't know. It sounds like you have maybe a couple of thoughts uh, in terms of the special teams units game. I do. I mean, Wegs, one of the only, the, the two or three special teams units in football statistically that's grading worse than the Green Bay Packers are the Los Angeles Rams. So, um, you know, <laughs> who knows what that means in, in, uh, in practice. Um, but it's something to be, to be noteworthy of that what, what that means to me isn't necessarily the Packers advantage or a Rams disadvantage, but it, it truly is a wild card then, uh, you know, in, in that standpoint where if one team is, pre, you know, pretty deficient, maybe the other team get, gets, uh, gets a hole in there somewhere. So, um, I don't know if that proves good or bad. I know that their punting game has been particularly poor at times this season and that gets me excited because if we're getting some short fields, if we can stop some uh, um, you know, Rams drives and get a short field uh, to let Aaron Rodgers and company, that's another thing that plays directly into our advantage. So even if the Rams defense is remarkably good, if you're giving Aaron Rodgers short field after short field, if the Packers defense is stepping up, I think that that's something that could really tilt the game to our advantage. Sure. Uh, perhaps they could just make a gentleman's agreement to not let the Special teams do anything, and we can just we can just we can just let the other units of the teams decide the outcome of this one. Uh, no, in reality, it will be interesting to see. Um, obviously, the weather doesn't look like it's going to be a significant factor. It's going to be cold, uh, but that seems to affect specialists uh, more than anyone at times. So um, that will be interesting to watch. But I don't think that. Um, Hopefully, it's it's a clean uh, performance from a special teams perspective, but that's a great call-out game uh, that the Rams uh, don't seem to pose a, a lot of threat uh, from a return perspective. Uh, so, hopefully, the Packers don't uh, uh, change that for them this week. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So, X-Factors. Dane, I am locked and loaded, so I don't know if you've got some guys penciled in, written down, ready to go. Wag, um, you but, go uh, first. I want to hear. I think I went first last time. I got to hear uh, uh, who your X factors are. 
Fair enough. Well, I'm just going to dive right in offensively. My X factor, we talked about it just a couple of minutes ago, uh, and I am going to go with Alan Lazard uh, as a X factor this week. Uh, I think Alan, honestly, is due. He's just due. He is. He, he hasn't been playing poorly. Uh, it just doesn't seem like he's gotten quite as many opportunities in the offense. I do think that changes this week, partly by necessity and partly because he's just due. I, I, I don't want to overstate that, but I think Allen is going to have an impact on this game. Uh, he's going to make some big catches to convert from third down. Um, he's going to get some yards. Uh, I think he gets at least five receptions, if not more, um, and he might be approaching uh, 100 yards in this game. I really think Allen Lazard is going to make an impact. He's going to get in the end zone, um, and uh, we're going to be – uh, singing his praises that Allen is uh, back looking like a potential uh, solid number two receiver right at the right time. So Allen Zard is going to be my X factor on the opposite side this week. Wags, you can't see me, but I'm nodding because I love it. It's a great choice. <laughs> uh, you know, we're going to be looking other places than Devontae, right? Uh, I mean, Devontae's probably still going to get his, but uh, you're right. I know. The Packers' running games are going to be involved in the pass game and then not pick a running back this week. Uh, that wouldn't be fair. Um, I'm going with Jamal Williams. I, I think Aaron Jones is going to have a lot of success running the ball. I think Jamal Williams is going to have some success catching the ball out of the backfield. This is a week we're going to mix them back in. Um, and, and Jamal Williams has pretty darn good hands. He's a good pass blocker. Um, I think that he's going to, you know, he's not going to have 100 yards, but I do think he could have a touchdown. And I do think that he could pick up some first downs. I think that the screen game could be getting mixed in a little bit more this week with an aggressive Rams uh, defense. I think that the Packers could be playing Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones in the backfield at the same time, or A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams in the backfield at the same time. I think that we're going to give them a lot of different looks that they maybe haven't seen an awful lot of on, on, um, on tape. And Jamal Williams is going to have... Maybe his best game of the season, Wags. I'm going to come out and say it. I think this is a week for him. He brings great energy to this team, and he's going to be a big difference maker for the Packers offense. Wow, I love it. Boy, you know, if we get a great Jamal Williams and a great Alan Lazard game, you got to really start liking our chances, don't you? I agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> uh, so defensively, Dane, since I kicked off the offense, I'll let you uh, take first stab at the defensive side. Yeah, um, Rashawn Gary's going to blow up this Rams offensive line, and Jared Goff's going to wish he could go back to L.A. in the third quarter. Um, I, I, I love what Gary's doing. He, he's, he's been playing great football. And, uh, you know, yeah, the, the left tackle's been good for the Rams, and, and I think that Halverson's been good on the right side. Um, I don't care. Rashawn Gary's going to be disruptive. Uh, Preston Smith has had some, some up and down. I think he's going to be eating up some blockers this week. So Darius Smith might get his. Uh, but while they're paying attention to the Smith brothers and others that are active uh, on the Packers' defense, it's going to be Rashawn Gary getting his nose in out there on tackles. He's going to be getting hurries. And Goff is just going to be uncomfortable. Rashawn Gary, my X-Factor of the week. Dane, I love it. And I am going to take someone in the secondary, and that's going to be Darnell Savage. We're talking love about it. him, too. Uh, I think he's going to get another interception this week. And, you know, he's just been all over the field. What can you say about this guy? Uh, this is going to be a big-time stage for him. Um, I really feel like 
this Packers defense is going to put on a showcase this week, and, it's, and there's going to be a lot of folks around the league saying, yep, Packers look like they're the favorite to head to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. If they're not already convinced, I think it's going to uh, definitely convince a lot of folks that maybe are a little bit unsure whether this defense uh, is good enough. And I, I think they are, and Darnell Savage is a huge part of that, and he's going to be my X-Factor again this week. Wags, this, what we just did right there, if we're correct, but even the fact that we're having this conversation underscores, I think, that Goody is starting to be vindicated from his first-round picks from last year. We both mentioned the, the first-rounders from last year. Good teams draft well. Great teams draft even better. And I think that the Packers are starting to stack some really talented guys. Uh, we're seeing a youth movement of sorts on this defense. You mentioning Savage. I'm mentioning Gary. These guys have been impact players for the Packers as this defense has turned it around. I love the Savage pick. He's playing as one of the best safeties in football right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Dane, I guess it's prediction time. So I am going to let you leave things off because – I think you've got yet another pick up your sleeve, uh, but I'm just going to let you take take the lead on this one, and I'm going to play off of whatever your prediction is. Wags, this is going to be a painful game. It's going to be playoff games are not blowouts historically. Uh, Packer playoff games are almost always nail biters, and I don't think that this one's going to be any different. Um, the Rams are going to um, present – a fair number of challenges. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. I think that um, offensively, they're going to be uh, annoying. <laughs> they're going to be um, staying on the field at, at times for a while. I think defensively, it's going to maybe take the Packers a little bit of time to get into a rhythm. Uh, I do think that. Uh, because generally, the old saying, if I'm not mistaken, is good defense can beat good offense. And, you know, at times that does happen in the league. However, the Rams are not undefeated, and there's a reason for that. It's because teams offensively have found a way to get things done. I think teams defensively have been able to get things done against this Rams team. I think they're a good team, um, but I do think that they have some glaring weaknesses that we've uh, talked a little bit about. All of that said, um, I think the Rams actually get out to a lead. Uh, you know, and I think it's a little bit of back and forth. I think that uh, both J.K. Scott and the Rams punter are going to be out on the field a little bit in this game. Um, I think that the Rams, uh, you know, are, are going to have to kick a couple field goals, and you can't kick field goals very often in this league, particularly at Lambeau Field, and win the game. Uh, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, MVP, is going to gut this one out. I think it's going to be close. I think that the Packers are going to get the ball back late in the game, and they're not going to give it back. We're going to see an offensive line take care of business against this vaunted defensive line and defense of the Los Angeles Rams. The Packers are going to put up 24 points. The Rams are going to put up 20 points. Aaron Rodgers is going to be going down for that victory meal because, Tim Boyle, you don't get the victory meal in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, 24, Rams, 20. The Packers go to the NFC Championship game. Dude, I love it. I love the pick. Um, and you don't think, folks, out there that we're actually going to pick against the Packers, do you? <laughs> um, so you already know no in the Packers to win. It's just <laughs> a matter of what is going to be the final score. So like you, I think it's close in the first half and the third quarter. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and say I think the, the Rams defense is, is extremely talented, clearly. 
Um, and and uh, with the Packers coming off a bye, I'm not going to say they're going to be rusty, but I do think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them to be clicking and just going down the field at will and scoring points in the first yeah. half. Um, that said, I think the Packers uh, do enough uh, to go into the locker room with the 13-10 lead. Uh, and then by the end of the third quarter, um, they may trade some punts back and forth, keep it close. But I do think the Packers offense punches through uh, and gets a touchdown near the end of the third quarter to take a 10-point lead. Uh, and then here's where it gets interesting. Now the Packers are playing from ahead, and we've got Jared Goff right where we want him. Uh, we've got him pressured. We've got him frazzled. Uh, they're not able to uh, do everything they want to do. He rushes. He makes a mistake. Darnell Savage gets an interception. Packers have a short field. They go down. They score another touchdown. Uh, ultimately, um, I think the Packers are able to pull this one out. Um, and uh, it, it's going to look probably um, the game was, will have been closer for most of the game. Uh, that, but by the fourth quarter, I think the Packers uh, pull out ahead um, and uh, they win this one 30-10. to 10, And then yeah. they're, they're pitching a shutout with that defense in the second half. That's the statement that I think we're going to get coming out of this game. It's going to be a close one, uh, and then that defense is just going to lock this Rams offense out uh, in the second half. So I know that I'm going out there and predicting a, a little bit of a, uh, a higher margin of victory, but um, I'm uh, really confident that the Packers have the advantage and I just don't think the Rams um, are in a position right now to be able to compete uh, with the Packers for four quarters. Uh, so I am going to go right out ahead and boldly predict the Packers uh, take care of business at Lambeau, 30-10, to 10, and to go advance to that NFC Championship game. Wow, I'm hyped, Wags. That would be Aaron Rodgers' first NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. Talk about a critical game this week, and man, I hope you're right. I hope that we can put up some points. I hope that we can squash this Rams team. Wags, it does not get any more important than the next few weeks, and it starts on Saturday. We need to take care of business. Uh, we've caught lightning in a bottle right now, and we need to hold on to it. Absolutely. I can't wait. I said it at the top. Playoffs starts now for me, uh, Thursday night here. Uh, but I am super stoked, Dane. Saturday can't get here soon enough. I'm going to be on pins and needles all game with this one. Uh, even though I just predicted a big win, we know this is going to be a hard-fought game. Um, and uh, the Packers are definitely going to have to come out and uh, put their best performance forward in order to advance. Yeah, so folks, follow us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Lombardi's Legends. Uh, please share us, tell your friends, rate us, do all that great stuff. We love doing this. Uh, incredible season so far. We need to keep this momentum going. Wags, do you have anything else to add? Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.